Hello, Cedar Crest Youth Group. This is Alex Hartman. I'm here with our youth pastor, Chris Von Holt. Chris, would you say hi to the listeners? Hey, guys. And we're excited to be here, um, and I'm excited to be back personally in the Valley. I'm sad that I don't get to see all of your smiling and beautiful faces, but in due time, the Lord wills, I look forward to gathering with you guys again. And due to all of the recent COVID-19 um, news and the pandemic that's going on here, um, we wanted to take the time to address and, and look into how we as Christians can respond biblically to this pandemic for the glory of Christ. And actually, um, the other day, uh, yesterday, the pastors, um, all four of them, got together and uploaded on the Facebook, which none of you guys have, and also the homepage of the website, um, giving some thoughts about how we can respond to this as a church together. So I'd encourage you guys to look on the website and tune to that. But we really wanted to zone in on you guys as teens and think about how you guys in your lives can respond biblically to this pandemic. So Chris, would you mind giving some thoughts to that? I would love to. Uh, first, I want to say to all of you teens who are listening um, and maybe parents that uh, we do miss you. Um, it is uh, very, very strange uh, not to be preparing um, to preach and teach to you, um, <clears throat> but also just to see you on a Sunday. I can tell you that uh, I really do miss all of you and would love to see you. Uh, just so you know, my plan is, uh, Lord willing, next week, I'd like to try to call each and every one of you. Um, so to see how you're doing, see how I, how, how I can pray for you, how we can minister you, minister to you. Uh, if you just want to talk um, with not having to prep for sermons, uh, I do have more time for that. Um, so please just feel free to reach out to me, your, your youth leaders, mm. anytime uh, during this uh, very, very strange time in our, in our, uh, in our history. Mm. Um, <clears throat> I did want to share some thoughts. I wanted to actually walk us through a text. I know that we, we've not uh, had sermons um, regularly uh, and won't for some time now. We don't know exactly when that is. But I did want to kind of give us some thoughts uh, for ourselves, uh, no matter who you are, but also specifically make some application of teens. So uh, I'm going to be looking at 1 Peter 5, um, particularly verses 6 through 11. So if you do have a Bible, you can feel free to hit pause and uh, get that out. But um, uh, Alex, would you mind, uh, for the listeners, would you mind reading um, that text for us? Yes, I would love to. <clears throat> so the word of the Lord, 1 Peter 5, 6. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour Resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. To him be the dominion forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Thank you, brother. Um, so... I thought this text, even though um, it is written to Christians who are suffering for their faith, and so that is a difference. We're not right now suffering for our faith, but we are going through a, a, a trial. And so I think a lot of these principles can be applied um, to uh, COVID-19, no matter who you are as a believer, uh, the flock to submit to their pastors. Um, and then in that, you obviously, in order to submit to your pastor, you need humility. And then he kind of takes that idea of humility and expands upon it. So I, I think right from the get-go, um, because God gives grace to the humble, in verse 6 he says, your, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, 
so that at the proper time he might exalt you in verse 6. So I think you see when we're going through trials, you need the foundation of humility uh, as, a, as a creature. We are creatures who are not in control. If you remember in the Tower of Babel, uh, in Genesis uh, chapter uh, 11, I believe that is, um, God had commanded prior to that mankind to disperse and go throughout the rest of the, the world and to take care of it, to bear his image, and mankind rebelled. So they were going to build a tower to make a name for themselves. And God saw that what they were able to do, and so he dispersed them. And listen, in our Western world today, uh, with lots of technology, uh, with a lot of sports, with a lot of money, um, with a lot of activities, I mean, just, just look at the infrastructure of our society. It is completely shut down, at least on some of those levels, um, in a way that we have never seen before. And so God is able to take all of the towers that we build and completely bring them to a halt. And if you think this is a halt, a lot worse can happen. So I think we need to, what we need to take away from this, teens, is that we are not in control. As human beings, we can achieve some pretty miraculous or pretty uh, impressive things, but we're not in control of them. God, God can remove them. He can suspend them. He can limit them at any time. We need to recognize that we are creatures uh, who are not in control, which kind of brings me to this question I want to ask all of you is, as so for some of you, your sports have been taken away. Uh, for some of you, uh, or all of you, you're, you're going to school has been taken away. Um, for a lot of you, you're hanging out with friends has been taken away. Your plays or um, productions have been uh, suspended or rescheduled. Um, some of you are worried about college. All those things, all those, what you in your mind were definites and staples in your life have been taken away. Have you asked yourself the question humbly, what have I built my life on? Um, what am I actually depending upon? Um, as a matter of fact, uh, uh, right before we were about to start this podcast, uh, my wife and I received a phone call from our real, our real estate agent. Uh, we're, we're selling our house and we're looking to buy another one. That The house that we just bid on yesterday to purchase, that we lost the bid. And, and this house was, in our eyes, perfect in every way. And uh, had my life been built solely upon that, it would have dealt a huge blow. Mm -hmm. um, but because we're trusting in the Lord by his grace, um, we just know that he has another place for us. So I think you need to evaluate that. But secondly, with this whole idea of humility, we, we need to recognize that who, who the creator is. As a matter of fact, if you skip to verse 11, um, we, well, in verse 6, you humble yourself under the, under the mighty hand of God, that, and he's the one who exalts people. And we saw that with Nebuchadnezzar. Um, how God humbled him and that God restored him, that God has exalted Jesus above every name. But in verse 11, it says, to him be the dominion forever and ever. Teens, what a time in your life to recognize that God is king and you are not. Um, Peter makes it very clear that God has true dominion, true authority over all the world, not just now, but forever. He will never lose it. Um, that is tr true stability. So we just encourage you to recognize that you're a creature, recognize that God is creator. Um, and also as creator, I just want to encourage you on, the, on a, you know, to get practical. Um, uh, 1 Peter 2 in this exact same epistle, uh, thir 13 through 17, commands us to be submissive to the civil and governing authorities as long as they don't command us to um, 
disobey God. And so because God's our authority and he made them authority over things like uh, civil uh, government, we need to respect them and honor them during this time. Uh, God has placed them over us. So I would really encourage all of you uh, to stay away from going to the mall, um, to stay away from going out to other friends' house, like really obey the government's requests in regards to our um, uh, being isolated uh, during this time. Uh, does, does that make sense to you, Alex? You following me there? Yeah, I think that's very helpful. <clears throat> what are some specific ways that you think this can be humbling for a middle schooler or a high schooler? Well, um, you know, as I said, I think for a high schooler who um, uh, is involved in a lot of extracurricular activities, um, and then all of those have been stripped away, um, it was just they just recognize that they don't have control over their lives, especially as they're approaching college and looking to get out on their own. And usually in high school, you want control. You're you know you're always telling your parents how grown up you are. And, I can do this, I can do that, and this is a chance for you to learn. We will never graduate to a place of complete independence, ever. Um, we are always, actually, as you grow closer to the Lord, you should be more and more dependent, um, which I'll elaborate on in a minute. For a middle schooler, I would probably say the, the exact same thing. Um, a middle schooler is growing out of being in you know, elementary age where you're depending on mom and dad for everything, and uh, you're having to learn, as you're learning to not depend on them for everything, now you as a middle schooler can learn to really depend on the Lord um, and kind of graduate in, into that area. Um, but I wanted to discuss the privilege of dependence that we have. We see that in verse 7. So God doesn't just want to humble us to make us feel small. He doesn't just want to humble us to pity us or um, uh, to shame us, or, to, or you know, we are creatures and you need to remember your place. There is a sense of that. But he humbles us. You see in verse 7 that we as Christians, we can cast all our anxieties on him because he cares for us. Alex, I don't know about you, but um, <clears throat> when you want to complain to somebody or really um, go to somebody with a burden or a need, you're going to go to them, A, because you think they can help. Mm -hmm. But then also, what's what's a very key component, a, a, a very important second one? Um, I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was obvious. It's right there in verse 7. They care for us. Yeah, they care for us, right? So yeah. it, it, if you go to a police officer with a problem and he has the power to do something about it, or but they don't care, what good is that? Peter says, cast your anxieties on the Lord because he cares for you. Um, God cares for us, young person. And teenager, I want to say to you, no matter if you're in sixth grade or a senior in high school, um, he cares about your specific anxieties. He knows that this could impact your applications or your visitations to see colleges. Um, he knows that this, this could, could impact your projects, your sports, um, your your tests, the way that you learn. He knows about all your anxieties. He knows that this could impact your parents' job um, and the, their, therefore the financial security. And so I just want to encourage you, young person, that it says to cast your anxieties on him because he cares for you, not just the big, broad needs of the world and the church, but he cares about your specific anxieties. Chris, thinking about that reality that God cares for his children, that God cares for you, teenager, um, it's just a wonderful reality that 
Um, many of our brothers and sisters here in youth group are rubbing shoulders with non-believing friends that uh, are trying to find care from the worthless things in the world rather than in the true and living God in a relationship with Jesus. So what are some ways during this time of social distancing and isolation that our brothers and sisters in youth group can be lights to non-believing friends in their high schools and middle schools? Yeah, absolutely. That's a great, a great question. Um, first, I want to just make an application to us in regards to that. I, I, I was reading um, that uh, during this time, people are uh, putting their Christmas decorations back out um, in some areas and that uh, companies like Hallmark <clears throat> are putting together Christmas movie uh, marathons just to try to help people with the spirit of depression uh, going on. And there's not necessarily anything inherently wrong with um, getting creative um, during this time to help your mood, so to speak. But I just want to point out the absolute uh, emptiness of that. Um, you know, to think that putting out stuff and lights um, and watching movies could actually restore joy or hope. It can distract us, and it ha- it usually does that very well. But I want to encourage you teens to not run to those things uh, during this time like some of your friends might. With that, as they're running to those things, uh, I think the way you can be a light during this time is to utilize social media to the glory of God. Um, it's an excellent tool. I think it often distances us from people, but in situations like this, it can actually help us stay somewhat connected to people. So with whatever um, platform you use, uh, Snapchat, uh, which I don't really care for, but if you have it, uh, Instagram, um, I don't know, whatever that, that TikTok thing is out there, I don't yes. really know much about it. Um, Isn't that what a clock does? Yeah, that's, 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 that's what it is. The, that clock social media app, that, <laughs> that, that thing. Um, whatever you use, um, email, <laughs> that you're... Your, your posts are representing a Christian who is concerned for their community, but who is also resolved to trust in God. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that your statuses maybe start posting verses, but if you're not into that, which I think that that has minimal value, I think a big value is to actually spend time calling. You know, that's what phones are originally designed to do, is to call people, um, to text uh, to email, to to instant message uh, friends or even people you don't might not know that well from school and see how they're doing. Just say, hey, you know, I, I just wanted to check in on people I, I know at school. How can I pray for you? Hmm. Just asking questions like that because, again, in First Peter, I think First Peter might be a great book for you just to read through. First hmm. um, Peter 3.15, speaking to Christians who are going through hardships, uh, the author writes that um, – we are to always be ready to give an answer for the reason of the hope that lies within us. And that verse is often used um, as a defense for apologetics. And I think that it has some merit to that. But I think the real context there is that, hey, in the midst of suffering, in the midst of hardship in, in, in your life, um, when a non-believer looks at your life and sees that you have hope and they ask why, you're there to, to, to answer that to answer that question. So I, I would encourage you to interact with your friends and, and to show them in, in unique ways that you have, you have hope. Thoughtful application. Um, moving on with, with this, I, I think another area that, that we see um, besides the, 
we need to have a foundation of humility. We need to recognize the privilege we have of dependence as Christians to really rely upon the Lord and seek Him in prayer. Um, is the necessity of thinking correctly. Um, this is so crucial. I can't even emphasize this enough, young person. The importance of your mind and your heart during these during these times. Uh, verse eight um, commands us to be sober-minded and to be watchful. And we'll read the rest in a, in a moment. But sober-minded is to think rightly about a situation, to size up something in your life or in the world around you, and to see it through the lens of truth. Um, and it doesn't say to do this. It says to be sober-minded so that this is your the way that you just, it's a lens with which you see the world. And then it says to be watchful. That's to be alert, to actually, as you're looking at the world through the eyes of truth, you are, you are actually suspecting that you're going to see lies and you, and God wants you to, to detect those lies. Um, the world is freaking out during this pandemic. Some people are freaking out. Some people are not responding to it at all. And acting like it's not happening. And then I think we need to find that middle ground of, of trusting in our Lord, loving our neighbor, though, by, you know, being distant from them. And also, teens, I would say something practical here that might be a good witness or would be a good witness is to make sure to stay on top of your responsibilities as a young person. Um, a lot of your schools have gone online during this time, and uh, you need to stay on top of your schoolwork. Uh, to, to think sober-minded is to remember that you still have to do your school. Uh, you're responsible to get your schoolwork done, that you need to get grades. Um, you need to work hard as under the Lord. Um, also that you need to uh, continue with your holy habits of being in the Word of God each day, of praying, of serving your parents. Um, this is not a time to binge-watch Netflix um, or to binge-play your favorite video game. Um, it, it is a time to, to really be watchful because then because of this reason, he goes on in the verse, your adversary, the devil prowls around like a roaring lion seeking to someone to devour. I can promise you this. Satan is not susceptible to COVID-19. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not in isolation right now. He is actually using this as an opportunity to, to bring fear in the world, to bring fear in our community and also to tempt Christians to sin. Um, I think as we're isolated, there'll be temptations to go on the internet and look at things we ought not to. Uh, there'll be temptations to have private conversations with people we ought not to, and also to avoid responsibilities that we must not avoid. So let me just encourage you, because the devil goes after us, and he goes after us, the scripture says, uh, with lies. He lied to Eve. Jesus says he's the father of lies, and he doesn't even know how to uh, tell the truth. And we're commanded in, in 1 Peter to resist him, and I think we need to resist his lies with truth. Um, and how do you know truth? He says, resist him in verse 9, firm in your faith. Uh, you need to know the truth. And so this is a time to really meditate on the realities of the gospel, the realities of what God has taught us, um, and then to communicate that, uh, communicate that with others. Chris, one of the beautiful things here is that obviously God has given us a spirit, but he's also given us brothers and sisters who also have the spirit living within them that are in the same faith as we are. What are some avenues that um, our middle schoolers, our high schoolers, these teens can take to encourage one another in this midst of the pandemic? Yeah, a- absolutely. Um, in verse 9, it actually continues in First Peter 5. Um, he says, stand firm in your faith, knowing 
that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. Hmm. Um, obviously, again, at this time, it, it was it was persecution for their faith. But in this specific scenario of COVID-19, we know all over the world, not just the U.S., but all over the world, um, people are suffering uh, because of this. Believers and non-believers alike. Um, people in Italy are, are, are dying at, at a much higher rate than here right now. As a matter of fact, uh, we know here that the very first case in Lehigh Valley who was diagnosed just passed away yesterday, I think. So people are suffering. And so I think, I think that it goes into our, my, uh, my second to last point is the importance of knowing we're not alone. Um, that there are other believers and young people, other teenagers uh, facing the same things and some of them facing worse. I think that it, it starts with knowing that you're not alone. When, when we face challenges, uh, we often isolate ourselves and think that we are the only ones going through it. And to acknowledge that other people are suffering the same thing, I think is a great first step. But in light of that, Alex, when we acknowledge there's other people suffering, we need to do something about it. Mm-hmm. Um, we're still a part of the body. Um, so I think we need to use technology uh, to stay in touch with each other, to communicate to each other, to talk to other believers during this time in our small groups, in the youth group at large, and just say, hey, how can I pray for you? Um, how are you doing? Uh, but also not, not just communicate and ask their needs, but communicate your needs. If you're feeling anxious, if you're feeling uh, troubled, if, if, if something's going on physically that your family needs help with, communicate that to each other. Like, be the body of Christ. So both offer to help, but also ask for help. And not just teens, but others. If there's elderly people that you know in our church, in our communities, reach out to them and offer offer to help. Mm. Um, I think this all kind of culminates in verse 10. Uh, we've already referenced verse 11, that God is, he has dominion and we're all headed there. But verse 10, from our perspective, is that um, in the midst of being humble, recognizing we can depend on the Lord, thinking correctly about this, um, knowing we're not alone, I think that we need to be looking towards our future glory. Um, In verse 10, it says, And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ. Corona is temporary. The glory in Christ is eternal. He will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. Um, no matter what trial you're going through. So young person, what an opportunity at the age of 12 to 18 years old when you feel invincible, when you are so wrapped up in the comforts of this Western world because you're you're not really paying bills yet, uh, you're not working for a boss yet, um, you're not raising kids yet, and all these life stressful things, most of you... um, at your age are just not experiencing a lot of those some of you are but what an opportunity as you see that our world is not at all as it should be to be looking for the world to come to be looking for the return of jesus christ i I would encourage you to allow covid19 to be something that god uses in your life as a young person right now to give you an eternal perspective that you carry with you the rest of your life well thank you very much chris for um, that exposition and going through that, um, what a joy it is to be able to go to the Word of God and see that uh, even 2,000 years ago as this was written, it provides relevancy for our lives right now for what we're going with. 
we just want to remind you that um, your youth pastor, Chris, and all the youth leaders are praying for you guys in this time. Uh, you're very dear to our hearts, and we look forward to the time where we get to gather again face-to-face. -face. Um, and please uh, reach out. Reach out to Chris. Reach out to um, your youth leader. Um, if there's something you need, if there's prayer you need, if there's help that you need, if you just want someone to talk to, please, that's what we're here for. That's what the church is here for. So thanks again for listening, and we hope this provides an encouragement to you as you continue to walk and live out your faith for Jesus Christ. Yes, amen. And one more thing I, do, I actually want to add is uh, please feel free to e email me um, specific questions. that uh, I think I might use this podcast format to uh, kind of provide us with an avenue of communication. Um, if you have any specific questions on, hey, what should I do about this? Or how should we think about this? Or what do you, you know, feel free to submit that. Uh, either text me or email me. My phone number is 970-260-3991. Um, and out of courtesy for my wife and for you, if you're a young lady, just include her number in that, 970-462-2416. Um, and if uh, you can also email me at uh, cvonholt at cedarcrest.church. Thank you, and Lord bless you no matter where you are.